This is Mr. PTO. Welcome back to Echo Meld Radio, the media source for We the People on Main Street. Today's date is July 19th, 2020. Before we get started with today's episode, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Also, feel free to hit me up in the email, echomeldradio at gmail.com if you have any podcast requests or any questions. To support the independent news media, which is Echo Meld Radio, you can do that through the cash app at dollar sign echo melt radio. You can also do that by hitting the support button, which will have you pay a small donation monthly on whatever platform that it is that you're listening to echo melt radio on. Now I understand that uh, money has become a little problematic and definitely in today's time. So I understand if you can't support the channel financially, but please be sure to go ahead and share this information with your family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, and church members. All right, folks, so we're going to go back and talk about one of the most important things for everybody. So today's title of the podcast is going to be Let's Talk Money. Now, of course, all of you by now are aware of the coin shortage. But there is something that I wanted to share that will be interesting for some of you. Most of you may not necessarily care to do this, but I know there's at least four or five of you for sure that would definitely be interested in this particular information. Now, before I get started and telling you this information, just please, as a disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. This is information that I'm giving you that I have found out on the Internet but also have other resources that have told me certain experiences. And I just want to get this information out here because you may find it useful to maybe building up your portfolio. Now, again, whatever said this, whatever said in this particular episode, please do not take this as financial advice. This is more of edutainment. I want y'all to always understand that I'm not here to give you financial or legal advice, but just more of uh, my opinions. And like I said, sharing some stories of what I've heard from others and that I've also have read online. All right. So now that that's out the way, I want some of you, well, I want all of you preferably to start looking at your pennies, definitely in this coin shortage. Um, the pennies that I want you to look for are pennies that are from 1981 and earlier. So what I mean by earlier, you need to go backwards. So you need to start at 81, 80, 79, 78, 77. Keep on going back from that point. The reason why I say this is because the pennies that are from 1981 and further back is they actually have a ratio of 95% copper and 5% zinc. Or um, I forget what the other particular metals some of them have on top of zinc. But most of them are going to be 95% copper with 5% zinc. Now, this means that these particular pennies in most cases, like I said, most cases are going to be worth two to three cents and could be more depending on what year it came out and the location of that particular mint. 
Now, I can already hear a few of you. Oh, man, Mr. PTO, you, I thought we was talking about money, man. You talking about some pennies. Well, fool, as you should know, pennies is still legal tender. And, yes, Mr. PTO even likes a one-cent profit. I like any profit, even if it's a half a cent. If there's a such thing, which it actually is. I want any type of profit. I don't necessarily care um how much it is was it one cent five cent a dollar or fifty dollars or a hundred dollars i want it whatever that is now i want you to try not to look at it in a way of oh it's just a few cents but if there is a rise in price for copper you might make a profit yes main street i am aware that it is illegal to melt down pennies I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying hold on to them in the event that coins become more sought after. You could get a potential better better rate of return. There is um, a guy for sure. Everyone in Texas knows of this family, the, the Bass family, primarily Kyle Bass. I forget what's the name of his hedge fund he runs off the top of my head, but Definitely, if you're from Texas, you know who the Basses are. And um, what Kyle Bass actually did, I want to say it was in 2011, he bought a million dollars worth of nickels. Now, at the time of his purchase, those nickels actually had a melt value of 6.8 cents, which would translate into him having 1.3 $1.36 million or $1.36 million in value for a million dollar purchase. Now, of course, he would have to sell the copper and nickel as um, metal and not as coins if he wanted to realize such gains. Now, like I told you, melting down any type of U.S. minted coin is illegal. But here's what I want you to think about, Main Street. Selling nickels at a premium isn't illegal. Whatever the buyer wants to do with it, they run the risk of the five years in jail. Not you. Remember, holding these nickels now still have a risk of inflation, which you're going to lose 2% of your um, fiat value every year to inflation. At minimum, 2% which we know inflation is probably really more like 8 to 10, but we'll just go ahead and go with what the government says and says it's just 2%. Now, you're waiting on... Now, you may be saying, well, what am I waiting on with this strategy if I'm going to know that I'm going to lose 2% every year to inflation? It can't make me any money. Why would I do this? Here's what I'm thinking what Kyle Bass, I think his strategy could be. I didn't speak to him, but this is the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head to make this make sense. I'm assuming that, or I would say in my case, if I was to be doing this, I would say I would be betting on at some point the government will declare nickels out of circulation. Then, if the laws allow, 
you could probably melt those down for a profit. If they're out of circulation, you may can do that. I need to check up on that. Actually, you check up on that if this is something that you're considering doing. That you may can melt down nickels if they're taken out of circulation. Like I said, I'm not sure. That's something that you want to check out if you're interested in melting down any U.S. tender. Another endeavor now, we're going to kind of leave the coins alone. Here's another endeavor that's really kind of been hot for about two years, but only in one spot. Uh, the new endeavor that's now starting to catch on for sure in the state of Utah is the Utah Goldbacks, which is a currency not backed by gold, but a currency that actually is gold. Now, these can be found at goldback.com and other online bullion retailers. Now, these notes are primarily used as legal tender in the state of Utah. And if you was to get one, it would say for a circulation in Utah. Uh, the funny thing about it is um, these things are actually shaped up like bills, but it says this gold coin contains and it depends on whatever denomination that you buy. There is a one five, one five, ten, twenty five and a fifty um, note gold back. I don't necessarily think you can call it a note, but let me just call it gold back. Since that's what it is, I can't call it necessarily a note. But you can get them in 1, 5, 10, 25s, and 50s. And what it'll list on there is the year that it was um, minted. It will also say this gold coin contains, and then it will tell you the amount of troy ounces of 24 karat gold. So if you get the one, the one uh, gold back, or one denominated gold back, that will be one one thousandth of a troy ounce of gold. So these are already in circulation in the state of Utah. I know my Utah people probably have been using this for a couple of years. It doesn't really get a lot of news outside of that particular state because you can't really use it technically in any other state with the exception of Utah. However, the gold content that's in the gold back allows you to take these things to a, a coin shop if they accept such a thing, which I wouldn't see why they wouldn't, because it's still gold. So yes, you could trade it in that particular way if your coin dealer accepts gold backs. But for sure, you can actually go buy a loaf of bread, you can get gas, you can do a, a lot of things with these gold backs in the state of Utah. So congratulations, Utah, for being one of the first movers in getting something like this. I really like it. Um, I like the, at least the idea of it, that it gives you something as legal tender as far as your state is concerned. Instead of using Federal Reserve notes, the good thing is about these gold backs is they don't get tagged with inflation like your Federal Reserve notes or dollars that you use in your pockets or bank accounts. Nevada and New Hampshire are the other two states that are going to start having gold backs come out this year. 
at least they were scheduled to. I'm not sure if COVID has held up anything, but for those people that live in Nevada and New Hampshire, you need to go ahead and check this out. If you're interested in using something as legal tender outside of the U.S. dollar. Now, these goldbacks are intended to be used as currency and not hoarded as um, just gold that you would put in a safe or under a pillow or put it in a hole in your backyard or in your on your uh, land or whatever it is that you have. These are actually meant to be spent and circulate around the state. Yes, I'm sure some people are going to just hold them. Definitely people that don't have gold backs as um, legal tender for that state. Yeah, that's all you can really do right now. Unless you decide to take that to a coin dealer that's willing to take it. Or at some point, it could actually go up in value. And you can just return those back to goldback.com and they will buy them from you. Um, hopefully you would have made a profit. Currently, right now, a one denominated gold back will run you $3.10 U.S. dollars. Now, of course, that's just what gold back is worth. You got to think now, if you was to go to a bullion dealer and one of the online bullion dealers, they're going to hit you for premiums. Then they also got to get their little fees out. And then you also have to pay for shipping. So just know, I think if you was to get, let's say, one gold back, um, that would run you, oh, they're going to vary by site, but just off the top of my head, it'd probably run you about $4.80 for one gold back, one Utah gold back. So just know that you will not be getting it at $3.10 like it says on the website. It's not possible. That's not how gold or silver works um, at that fact. So anytime you're dealing with precious metals, you will be paying a premium. And then you'll also have to pay shipping costs. So don't don't get pissed off if you're looking to get some of these things. Well, well the website said $3.10, y'all ripping me off. No, sorry. You have to pay a premium. Now, like I said, these gold backs are an alternative form of payment to get people to using gold again without actually carrying nuggets around like they did in the 1700s. Like I said, the denomination, if you go up the higher in denomination, the more gold content that they have in them. So for sure, I know the one the one denominated gold back is one one thousandth of a gold back. And then as you go up to five, ten, and twenty-five and fifty, you just get more gold as you keep going up. I believe the fifty gold back is one twentieth of an ounce. Which right now that would be around about $167. Now, of course, you still need to tack on that premium. So you're probably looking at by the time you really go to buy that thing. Uh, probably about 178 somewhere off in that area, depending on your dealer that you go to. Now, it appears that there's more competition every few months that's popping up against the U.S. dollar or is working as a voluntary alternative to the current system. 
I can't remember what state it is right now, but they're actually using wood as a currency. That really surprised me. But yeah, people are now using wood now in that particular city, I believe it is not for the state. That city is using wood. So you can take that piece of wood that's coming out of that wood printing press. They put the little stamp on there with the serial number. And you can go to your local gas station or grocery store that accepts it and get your goods that way. So what's the moral of the story? We're just going to go ahead and get to the moral of the story. The moral of the story is nobody really knows when the actual dollar or Federal Reserve note is going to die officially. But it seems like it's in season. Keep focused on the money. The political and the racial topics are just a, a sideshow to keep you from paying attention to what the real issue is, which is your local currency or the dollar or Federal Reserve, not whatever it is that you call it. That's the biggest issue right now is the money. Yeah, does race and political agendas, does that have certain issues? Yeah, it does. It does. But your biggest thing right now should be your currency. And why is it that all of a sudden you have things like Bitcoin and things like gold backs and, you know, numerous of other things? People are now using wood. There's a, a, a coin shortage now. It goes to tell you something is wrong with the monetary system and people are looking to protect themselves or are flat out looking just to get out of this current system. Which one will prevail? Who knows? Maybe what's going to prevail is not even out yet. Nobody really knows. Cryptocurrencies are looking pretty favorable right now. But I don't expect them to be looked at as legal tender, maybe with the exception of Bitcoin and potentially things like XRP or Ripple, since they do have a lot of things that they're working with the big banks on. But most likely there will be some type of U.S. dollar coin, which there's already a U.S. dollar coin. If you go on a site like Coinbase, you can find an actual U.S. dollar coin. And I won't be surprised if that ends up being our new digital currency that you will be using in your daily life. You won't be using hard cash. You won't be using um, paper notes. You won't be using coins. And then you'll end up with just debit and credit card. And then after that, the debit and credit card will be gone. And then you will end up with everything on your phone. Things like Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, stuff like that. You'll end up just using your phone just to scam and pay for any of your goods. It's flat out. I think that's where we're going. Actually, I think I'm almost certain that's where we're going. It should be obvious now. Oh, no coins. And then you have places like QT, depending on what state you're in, this particular gas station. They'll say, mm, well, we don't have any change we can give you, but we'll go ahead and put it on a gift card. Really? Really? 
So you spend, you know, you give them 40 bucks, but your tank only needs 30. $10 will go back on a gift card. But then you have to ask yourself, Main Street, what happens if, well, in this case, QT, but uh, or any business, what if that gas station or that grocery store goes out of business the very next day? Definitely, I would say a grocery store for sure. Because some of you will pay three, four hundred dollars cash. But let's say that you have 60 or 70 dollars that needs to come back to you. And that get, and that uh, store goes out of business. Then what? They just took your 70 dollars. Are they really going to try to go through the effort and saying, hey, we owe you X amount of money? This is putting your cash at risk even more than what it is. So you need to start thinking about these particular things. You may say, ah, well, the money's on a gift card. I'm cool. That's fine. You got to remember COVID-19 is outside. And as long as COVID-19 is around, any business can fold at any time. No matter how strong it is, no matter what sector it's in. Sorry. You may be one. You may want to be a little bit more careful with trusting companies holding your money. Definitely those that are not financial institutions. Because they have certain legal stuff they may have to to work with you as far as trying to get you some of your money back. But there's no guarantees if a big box store has to. I just want you to be careful, Main Street. You have to figure out for yourself, okay, do I bend and just say, you know what, I'll just put whatever monies that I have in cash and coins back at the bank and just use my Visa and MasterCard? Cool. Yeah, you can. Or are you going to be one of those rebels to say, I'm just going to use cash, and if you don't take my cash, then I just won't do service do any services at your business you can do that too the only thing is is you have to have your perspective of are you cool with the cashless society i've been talking about this for two years here at echo meld radio it has finally now come to pass a lot of you call me chicken little and bubble boy and oh man it ain't never gonna happen and well 2020 has proved mr pto correct took a little while but it's here your cashless society is now here i already know what some of you gonna say well i can still use a, a solid dollar i can still use it yeah for now wait till this winter when you probably can't when the quote-unquote covid is at its all-time peak then they really got to get rid of then they have to get rid of the paper cash then it won't just be getting rid of the coins. So ask yourself, if you're cool with the cash of society, then fine. Go ahead. Whatever cash that you have, whatever coins you have, put it into your bank. Use a Visa and MasterCard, American Express, whatever it is that you have. And continue living life. You're fine. But for those of you that are not cool with the cashless society, then you have to say to yourself, what am I going to do about this? Am I just going to accept this? Or do I boycott? Or what is it that I'm going to do to protect my cash and my freedoms? 
because essentially cash is your last line of defense as far as financial freedom to a certain degree. That's not traceable. Whatever you want to buy with cash, you can. There's no there's no tracers on it. So depends on you, uh, Main Street. I can't answer that for you. I'm not necessarily going to get into my whole opinion of it. My thing is I'm going to figure it out either way. Whether we have cash or whether we go cashless, Mr. PTO is going to figure out a way to get what I need to get in any system. And that's my that's what I think your attitude is going to have to be. I don't think necessarily, oh, man, they shouldn't be doing this. Oh, they should be doing this. Oh, well, if they would have did this, oh, if they wouldn't have, you ain't got time for that. Those that are going to make it in these conditions right now have to be willing to pivot. And old train of thoughts, old ways of doing things may not necessarily work for you here in 2020. Some of you have found that out the hard way. Some of you have figured that out and said and have really flourished in 2020. This is actually the best year from some of you, at least from some of your tweets that I've uh, seen or that you have told me about certain conversations we've had. And that's a great thing. But my people, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I went well past what I would have liked to do for this particular episode. But again, don't get distracted with these political and social issues the biggest issue right now is the currency figure out what strategy it is that you want to do as far as protecting yourself financially because that right now is the biggest thing that's not been talked about but remember once you see this on tv on the regular it's already too late start to make your moves now main street have a good night. I will holler at you good people later. Peace.